Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 836. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 97. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before we get to Psalm 97, first a word from this sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Psalm 97, we continue on with one of these psalms of praise. This is a favorite one. I think some of you will recognize this. The Lord reigns, let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all peoples see his glory. All who worship images are put to shame, those who boast in idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and rejoices, and the villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments, Lord. For you, Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. Another song of praise and an uplifting one here, talking about the mighty, awesome power of God. And it talks about the Lord reigns. The Lord is in charge. The Lord is ruler. The Lord has the last word and the final say. And I don't know about you, I don't always live as if that were the case, and I should. All the decisions we make should go through him. I've been reading in my personal devotions uh, in First and Second Samuel, and 
I'm just reading here about the first part of David's life when he's just being amazingly successful. And it's not really surprising because he's, for instance, during the time when he's escaping Saul or when he's first fighting people after he becomes king, he'll consult with the Lord and say, well, Lord, should we attack? And he'll say, well, yeah, go around to the back and attack that way. And, you know, if that's what's going on, if you're consulting with God and God is answering you, you're going to do pretty well. We don't necessarily get as clear answers as David did, but we need to remember that the Lord reigns, that the Lord is in charge of everything. Let the earth be glad. And that's basically the response to understanding that God is in charge is joy. Understanding that eventually everything will make sense, that everything is moving towards the plan of God. Let the distant shores resound. So not just the people around here, not just my neighbors, not just the people I know, but in all the earth. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and judgment are the foundation of his throne. The clouds and thick darkness reminded me of two things from the Old Testament. One is that pillar of fire and that pillar of cloud that led the people into in and through the Red Sea and into and through the Sinai Peninsula as they were coming out in Exodus, but also when they get to the holy mountain and it's surrounded by clouds and thick darkness and lightning and that awesome power of God that made the people afraid at the foot of the mountain, it is awesome. And that is what the psalmist is saying. This is who God is. But it also says here, as righteousness and justice, the foundations of his throne, what does God build on? And he builds on this foundation of righteousness and justice. We talked about this many different times in various studies here, that God desires justice. And justice meaning whether you're rich or whether you're poor, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're purple, that everybody has the same rules, everyone follows the same laws, and everyone gets the same rewards and the same penalties for those who don't follow the rules. That there is justice and righteousness that we are right with God. Fire before him, again, Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. And I think again of that pillar of fire that led the people. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. I live in a place that doesn't get a lot of lightning. I know some of you live places where every afternoon at five o'clock in the summertime, you get a lightning storm. We get one every three years. And you can tell in California where there's been a lightning storm at night because the next day no one has slept because it is an awesome thing. And it's amazing to me that some people get used to it. I've been in good classic downpours in Florida or Midwest thunderstorms where I get where the psalmist is coming from here, where the psalmist is trying to describe that kind of power. If you're someone in that day and age that the psalmist was writing, where else would you see that kind of power? Where else would you get that raw sense of power? They didn't live in an area where you'd see a lot of hurricanes, where you'd see a lot of tornadoes. Maybe the psalmist might have used one of those, or volcanoes wasn't something that they were familiar with, and so lightning that the, the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. And so the psalmist takes the thing that he thinks of as most permanent, most permanent looking, the, the mountains, and describes that they are nothing compared to the power of God, that even the mountains wouldn't stand up to the power of God. 
The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all peoples see his glory. The psalmist is perhaps looking here to a later day when all the people can see and recognize the glory of God. That day will come. All who worship images are put to shame and those who boast in idols. And so we're remembering here that one of the problems that Israel had was it keeps getting drawn in to the religion of its neighbors here, this worship of idols. And as we've talked about so many times, that those idols cannot save you. And so to see the awesome power of God as opposed to those worthless, powerless idols, that you would be ashamed to know that you were one who had worshipped them. Worship him, all you gods. So all, including those who are worshipped themselves, should worship the one true God. Zion hears and rejoices, and the villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments, Lord. We're running into some issues now in my country where not everyone is has a high regard for the judgments that are coming of our, out of our legal system. doesn't matter which side of the political divide you're on, there is a decreasing confidence in judgments being just. And how wonderful it is here, this picture that the psalmist gives of hearing the judgments of God and rejoicing. And I think of when Solomon was given wisdom, when Solomon asked, when he first becomes king, what can I do for you? He's asked by God, and he says, not riches, not long life, but he says, give me the wisdom to judge your people. And he gets this extra share of wisdom, and people come from many, 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 many miles away to hear the wisdom of Solomon. We still tell some of those stories from the books of Kings, talking about the wisdom of Solomon, how much more so, how much more so the wisdom of God. For you, Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones. So we kind of switch directions here. Now we're not just praising, but we're giving some instruction here. Let all those who love the Lord, well, I'm hoping that includes you and I. I hope we love the Lord on a consistent basis. It says then we should hate evil. We should hate those things that God hates. I don't. I didn't say people. I'm saying those things, those actions, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones. So he is guarding our lives, but he is wanting to change our hearts to be like him, to love the things he loves and to hate the things he hates, to love the people he loves and the actions that he hates and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Boy, that's a pretty good argument to be upright in heart if it means that light is going to shine on you and joy is going to reign in that heart. And certainly we know from the New Testament that we aren't promised lives that are simple. We are not promised lives that are without trouble, but we are told that one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy, that God intends to cultivate in us joy and peace whether our life is going well or not, that God intends for us to have that joy in the core of us. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. And so we come back around again to that praise. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. 
I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.